Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old school business practices and their traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. We're a few weeks away from the start of a whole new year, and you know what that means. It's time to make our New Year's resolutions or dust off the 2018 that we never accomplished. From an economic standpoint, 2018 was an outstanding year, but as we look to 2019, we have an excellent opportunity to secure even greater financial wellness. Angie Isaacson, a senior manager on Ray's Retirement Plan Administration team, is here to talk about some great savings strategies that can empower you to save even more for retirement. Welcome back to Unsuitable, Angie. Hello, Dave. How are you? Good. How's it going? Great. Good. You ready for the holiday season? I am, but actually I'm going to Vegas next week, so I'm more ready for that. Whoa, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. So uh, we're going to talk about stuff that's going to happen in 2019. Yes, we are. We're going to make some uh, New Year's resolutions. Great. Are we? Yes, we are. Yeah, we have some new limits coming in place for 2019, so we're going to resolve to save more. Good. So uh, we're going to cover a couple things. One, the 2019 changes to the hardship withdrawal rules. Correct. We're going to talk about one of my favorite things, the IRS private letter ruling regarding student loan repayments. Correct. And general retirement savings strategies to remember in 2019. Yep, you're correct. That's okay. what we're talking about. Okay, and we can cover anything else, shopping tips or whatever, we can do that. <laughs> so so let's start out with the changes to the hardship withdrawal rules. First of all, if you could um, help me out, uh, this is not an area I work uh, in a whole lot, in fact, never. What are hardship rules? Okay, so let's start with what the current rules are right now and what the new rules are going to be for 2019. Uh, so... The IRS has made um, the decision to make some changes to the hardship rules because the ultimate goal for retirement plans is to save more for retirement. And the current hardship rules are limiting that ability. So currently, um, when you have in a plan to apply for a hardship, you have to first exhaust any loan availability you have within a plan. And they're going to do away with that for 2019. So starting in 2019, you don't have to first start applying for a loan and then get a hardship. You're going to be able to right away apply for a hardship in a retirement plan. So that's brand new in 2019. Correct. correct. So that is, uh, that's a win one for the uh, the taxpayer, the common uh, folks, right? Yes, it is. That's a good win for them. Um, But more importantly, even um, right now, if you take a hardship withdrawal within a retirement plan, they require that you're not allowed to defer anything out of your paycheck for six months. So if I were to um, apply for a hardship withdrawal because I had a bunch of medical bills or whatever, and I couldn't afford to pay them, um, and I was withdrawing like 10% out of my pay already for to put away for retirement, right. the IRS says, okay, you can take your hardship withdrawal, but for six months, you are not allowed to withdraw 10% out of your pay and put away for retirement. They're doing away with that six-month requirement. Now, um, they're not going to stop you or 401k deferrals, um, even though when you apply for a hardship withdrawal. Okay. You know, we talked about hardship and you, you, uh, you'd you mentioned medical reasons. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other hardship 
issues that uh, qualify for hardship withdrawal? Okay. Very good question. Um, that rule's not changing. Uh, they are keeping the same rules, which one is foreclosure on your home. If okay. you're going to be foreclosed on your home okay. Okay. Um, or, or you're going to be evicted, if you're renting, you're allowed to apply for a hardship withdrawal for that. Um, if you are having like a major, like a hurricane or major disaster or, or major repairs on your home need to be done, you can apply for a hardship for that. You can, um, like I said, medical, medical. expenses. Those, it's another one. Uh, funeral expenses is another one. Um, they allow you to um, ask for a hardship withdrawal if you have funeral expenses okay. coming down the pipeline. And then if you're um, getting a loan for the first time, or, I'm sorry, getting a home loan for the first time. Home loan, okay. Home right. loan for the first, first time. First time homeowner? Yes. Then you can apply for a hardship withdrawal, like to pay the down payment or whatever on that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not sure I've heard that one before or yeah. forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, are you seeing in let's let's put this in practice? I know you uh, your department, you guys do hundreds, administer hundreds of of plans uh, in a in a year. Are you seeing a lot of hardship withdrawals? Um, you know, I don't know that it's changed much. Yes, we definitely see a fair amount, but it's pretty pretty consistent over good. the over uh, time. That's a good, that's a yeah. I think a good piece of information. Right. And can I write my plan document to uh, prevent a hardship or is that something out of my control? Great question, Dave. Yeah, you you are not required to put in your plan documents the ability to take a hardship withdrawal. Uh, Clients, you know, can say that no hardships are available. Um, So yes, that's a good question. That's an option. And as you put a plan together, and I I know you guys strategize on, on developing the plan, What's your recommendation? Should it be in there? Should we allow it or not? Well, you know, that's just really up to the I'm clients. asking your advice. I, you know, but, get off the fence and tell me uh, which way I should go. My advice is I would say probably. You should probably, probably allow a hardship withdrawal within yeah. the plan. I mean, people Agreed. can't people can't Agreed. help major problems coming up in their lives. Now, for loans, my opinion on loans is no. Should not allow loans in in uh, retirement plans. That's my opinion on those. Not allow loans. No, go to the bank. Go to the bank. <laughs> go to okay. The bank. Well, wait, wait. Let's uh, <laughs> let's stop there a second. So you're you're. This is something that you discourage. Um, uh, I'm not just a fan you don't of them. like you you want the money in there compounding of interest tax deferred is what you want. Right, and they just. As a third party, as a third party administrator, they're a bit of a hassle. Yeah, so, make, it, make it harder to do that versus easy. Correct. Okay, because the plan, correct. the whole idea of a retirement plan is save, save, and save. Right, and people will take a loan for whatever. Okay, you know, and so I don't. I, I'm for a hardship withdrawal. I think those are necessary okay. sometimes, but a loan. Agreed. You know, people think they. They have the ability, we make it easy, and they'll just take it for whatever purpose they want. Buy a new car, you know, whatever. Okay. What, uh, you know, recently, this past year, we went through, uh, you know, a a huge uh, tax change, uh, tax uh, changes throughout. Did uh, these tax changes have any impact on retirement plans? Anything reach over and touch retirement plans? I mean, nothing overly. I mean, the the hardship, the new hardship rules did come through the Budget Act, which was one of the 2018 okay. rules. But other than that, there hasn't been any major impact 
um, that's solid, written in stone. Okay. You know, we're going to talk about uh, student loan repayments. And when I saw this on our agenda to talk about today, about an IRS private letter ruling regarding student loan repayments. Correct. What's going on? Yeah. Well, this is kind of exciting. Now, like you said, it's a private letter ruling. And what a private letter ruling means is that it's only applicable to the client that um, filed the private letter ruling. So, but it gives precedence. There's precedence out there now under this private letter ruling where... So, let me just explain what the private letter ruling said, first of all. This client applied for a private letter ruling stating that they had employees that were paying a minimum of 2% of their student loans back over time period. They're paying a, a student loan back. And to reward these employees, the company, the client wanted to provide some kind of matching contribution because since they were paying on these student loans, they didn't have enough money to defer into a retirement plan. But the client did not want to hold that employee back from being able to put money away for retirement. And they felt like we need to encourage this behavior of paying student loans back, encourage the ability to save for retirement. So the private letter ruling came out that said, if you if you have an employee that is putting at least 2% away for retirement, then the client can give them a 5% matching contribution into a retirement plan if they show proof of this happening. So, um, like I said, it provides precedence because it's only available to this client, but now now the IRS has approved this. It's in their their kind of... um, history now and other clients may, they may become out, come out uh, like a new tax bill or something that says that this is something that they're going to allow in all retirement plans. Okay. Let let me uh, clear this up a second. That ruling has been uh, signed off on and it's already in play or are we still waiting on the results? No, that's done. The IRS has approved it for this particular client. Okay. They have the blessing to go ahead and put that 5% match into a retirement plan for those employees. Okay. As difficult as it is out in the marketplace uh, to find talent and keep benefits in play, mm-hmm. this could be a very unique benefit used by employers Correct. to retain to retain employees and, and recruit new employees. Correct. Yes, it absolutely can be. But like I said, it's not something that's been passed that's available across the board to anybody and everybody. Um, this was just a private letter ruling for that particular client. But we have hopes that here in the future soon that the IRS will um, maybe put something in writing that's okay. available to this everybody. This was a private letter ruling on behalf of a Ray client? No. Or a uh, just a a, ta- a general taxpayer that we're and we're paying close attention to it. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yes, it's a, it's has a lot of conversation going around in the pension world right now, everywhere. Um, all the TPAs are talking, third party administrators are talking about it. The advisors are talking about it. There's a lot of hubbub about it right now. So we think that. Something may come in the in the near future. I don't know when that may be. Near future with the IRS could be five years from now. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, yeah. 
So. Although, although if uh, we're having a conversation in 2019 and I said, look, I'd, I'd like to put this in my plan document, mm-hmm. what's my risk? Well, you're not able to put it in your plan document right now. The only, you would have to go through a, a private letter rolling yourself as a client and go through the expense okay. to be able to do that okay. right now. So these are just conversations right now. Okay. So still sitting on the sidelines. Correct. Correct. So if if I came to you again and wanted to do a private letter ruling, can Ray help me out? Can your team help me out with a private letter ruling? Oh, absolutely. We could we could go down that road and um, help with a private letter ruling and uh, put something in place and file it with the IRS. Absolutely. You could be a pioneer. Uh, maybe. You could be a hero. We could be. You're we, a hero. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, are filing private letter rulings kind of costly? Yes, that, that's the okay. downside. Okay. That's the downside. They are a little bit costly. So we're kind of waiting, uh, sitting on the sidelines, waiting to see how this thing shakes out. And then uh, it's kind of a copycat thing. We'll go from there. Correct. Okay. Correct. Good. Yep, so, yep. so uh, again, let's put, put the calendar on this thing. This is going to, or has happened. We're going to see more activity on this in 2019, maybe the back end of 2019. You know, like I said, I, I hope... Can't make any promises though. We'll see what the IRS, you know, we'll see what see what the government comes down with in 2019. Yeah. It's just in August of 2018 is when the private letter ruling was approved. Okay. And we see something probably gonna happen in the future. It's just not sure when. And you know, I know your team uh, makes it a a habit on a on a continuing basis to meet with your clients to go through these changes and tweak plans as needed. Again, as a, I'll call it a recruiting tool mm-hmm. uh, to retain talent. So I, my hat's off to you guys to stay on top of that stuff. You know, what else, what else do I need to be aware of in 2019? Well, um, just this past week is when all the 2019 plan limits came out, um, the new plan limits. So, Currently, uh, we were able to defer like 18500 into a retirement plan starting in 2019. That's going to increase to $19,000. 19K, okay. Mm-hmm. What about, yep. what about uh, you know, you see a couple members of our uh, production crew. One, of, for sure, is, is way over 50. Can he do uh, a little bit more? Um, well... It's currently six thousand, and they're keeping it the same as six thousand again for two thousand and nineteen. So yes, he can do more than the nineteen thousand. He can get up to twenty five thousand. Twenty five, nineteen, and, and six. Yeah, and but uh, they didn't raise the the catch up limit for people okay, over that's age a catch fifty. Up. Okay. Yeah, they didn't raise that. They maintained it at six thousand, okay. but it is going up. So a little bit more than in two thousand and eighteen. Just out of curiosity, do all plans? have to have that catch-up provision for the over 50, or is that something I have to elect into? Um, all plans do not have to have that catch-up limit within their document. Um, just like the hardship rule, it's an election. Um, but I would say 99% of plans, if not do. 100%, yeah. have it in there. there There's really no downside. Yeah. What else we got going on in, uh, in 2019? Well, I guess, you know, a lot of other limits have increased too. Um, to be considered a highly compensated employee, that limit's increased to $125,000, up from 120000 in 2018. Now, a highly compensated employee is not just based on wages, though. It's if you are a, fi- a greater than 5% owner, you're considered a highly compensated employee no matter what your compensation is. 
What's that really mean to me? Does that mean that I, when I hear highly compensated, is that, a, is that something that means I can put more funding into my particular plan? Um, what that means... Or my account, I believe. Not necessarily. Highly compensated employees are defined within the IRS because of certain testing requirements that are required within a retirement plan. So that definition is kind of helps helps us um, determine what tests need to be done and who is considered a highly compensated employees for those tests. It doesn't necessarily grant you ability to put more money away, though, no. You know, you mentioned these tests. Uh, are those required on an annual basis? Some of them are required. Some of them can be passed automatically if you become what the IRS calls a safe harbor plan. Uh, there's different, different, several different kinds of safe harbor plans, but if you're a safe harbor plan, there's certain tests that automatically pass and you don't have to worry about them. But the limits that I'm talking about now, those limits have to be evaluated in every single year. Um, sure. Make sure they, they are not sure. exceeded. You know, when you're out uh, talking to prospects and, and your clients, uh, and especially prospects, somebody that you're maybe not involved in, what kind of problems are you seeing in their plan documents? Are there anything that you're seeing that say, wow, that's uh, that's just stepping up there? You know, I, I don't know. It's kind of plan document related, but one of the biggest problems we see are definition of compensation. Definition, okay. Um, yeah, a lot of times clients will get in trouble with their procedures. Operational procedures okay. are not following what their plan document is stating. So... I don't know if that's a document issue necessarily. It's more of an operational issue. And if you if you get kind of crazy within your document in terms of how you define compensation, it can affect how easy or not easy right. it is to operate right. the plan. So that's right. one of the big things that we do. Right. We do see. Hey, you got any tickets for any shows when you're out in Vegas? Anything anything going? Yeah, we what do. Are you Actually, what are you we're gonna um see a Cirque show, a Cirque du Soleil show. Okay. And we are actually going to see it's a new show that just came out in September. It's a musical called A Mob Story. It's it's about the making of Vegas. You know, the mob basically the money from the mob is what started Vegas. So oh, okay. we're kind of excited about wow, that. Wow, okay. Yeah. All right. What's your game of choice out there? Um, you know what? I'm not a big gambler. I'm just going out for the shows, the food, the sunshine. Not a big gambler. That's what everybody says that's sitting at those slots every day. I'm not a big gambler. <laughs> You're, you'll be at the nickel machines, I suspect. A penny if they have them. They, well, I'm sure they do. They have everything for uh, everybody. So, uh, yeah. you know, let's... Uh, you know, let's go into the uh, the plan designs for 2019 and kind of as you guys get your, your game plan ready, what's on the horizon for us in 19 as far as plan design? You know, we are seeing a lot of cash balance plans being added over the last couple years. I see, foresee perhaps a lot more of those coming Cash into balance. play mm -hmm, in 2019. Yeah. What What does that, uh, let's break that down. I mean, what's that mean to me? Does that mean that, uh, hey, I had a good year. I may be able to put way more into the retirement plan and defer for my particular account? Um, not necessarily. Um, cash balance plans are a niche kind of a niche market. Uh, they're, they're best for smaller companies, generally okay. speaking. And you can't just add one and just 
put money away for, say, the owners or the highly compensated okay. employees. You still need to put money away for the other employees. Same same kind of rules, same, discrimination same kind of stuff. Rules, but there's a greater disparity between how much you can put away um, to an owner versus uh, a, a non-owner or non-highly compensated within a cash balance plan. So uh, the thing is, it's, it's a defined benefit plan. Okay. So there's okay. a lot more restrictions in terms of you need to get an actuary involved within it and you can't just open it for one year. You have to have a little bit of longevity. Isn't that strange uh, in that how plan. things come back? They used to be defined benefit, now now called cash balance plan. Right, yeah. Stuff comes back. It's a matured Variety. Mature plan. You think <laughs> you think bell bottoms will ever come back? Probably. You think so? Oh, absolutely. How about eight tracks? Uh, no. I don't think so. No. No. <laughs> so, so cash balance plan. That's maybe uh, something we need to put in the the planning documents as we as we talk to clients. I think and- we'll be seeing a lot more of those. Yes, coming through in 2019. Other than that. Still, a lot of safe harbor plans probably um, coming through. But other than that hardship provision, we're not seeing anything new necessarily in 2019 that we were going to need to kind of amend okay. the plan document for. Okay. As we wind down here, anything else I need to uh, be concerned? Is uh, IRS, uh, ERISA sticking their nose in 5500s and plan documents? We seeing less or more? Um, you know what? They are still focusing a lot on ESOP plans. Um, they're still auditing that a lot. They're still auditing people that have late deposits within the plan. Um, so we're, those are the key, the key things that we're seeing with uh, the DOL audits and the IRS audits still. So if it poorly administrated, the DOL is going to hit you hard, most likely. Because well, it's, not, it's not the employer's money. Right? Correct. That's what yeah, they're saying. I mean, correct. There's there'll be fees if you're not following the document, that's for sure, or you're not doing what you say you're supposed to be okay. doing. Okay. All right. I've got I've got a, a retirement plan. What are my uh, New Year's resolutions for 2019? As uh, as a business owner, what should I be doing in 2019? You should be saving as much as you can okay. into that plan. Um you 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 your limits up to fifty six thousand now for an individual in a retirement plan. So you should be trying to reach that level for your, you as an owner. So a lot of planning opportunities. Sure. And uh, you guys will uh, tear apart the documents and get some ideas out there. Yep, we sure will. So how do our listeners get a hold of you? Um, you can email me okay. at angie.isaacson at racecpa.com. Or you can reach me via phone. Or oh, we can go on the website, you check the website. out your, your yeah. bio, go yeah. that way, and just sure. call the phone. Somebody can get a hold of just call Absolutely. Just call any Ray and Associates office. Angie is famous throughout the firm. Absolutely. Would you say? Um, I'm very famous. Thanks again for joining us today, Angie. Great, uh, great idea uh, for us. So thank you very much. I hope more people will consider improving their financial wellness as a priority in the year ahead. I'm also interested to learn more about the private letter ruling regarding student loan payments. In fact, I plan to dig a little deeper into this topic in the next few weeks. I'm not sure who writes my script, but trust me, I'm not reading the private letter ruling over the next couple of weeks. I'm partying with some friends. You know, uh, you know it's Christmas time. Yeah. You yeah I'm it. not sure who writes that either. I don't know. Also, <laughs> just a heads up, due to the upcoming holidays, Unsuitable will be taking a two-week break. Don't worry, though. We'll be back the second week of January with even more unsuitable guests, with unsuitable content and unsuitable fun 
at least for an accounting firm. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy this special time with your family and friends. And if you ever need a break from the nonstop holiday music, know that you can always catch up on past episodes of Unsuitable by downloading episodes from iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, really anywhere, everywhere podcasts are found. Happy holidays from all of us at Ray and Associates. Enjoy the eggnog. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.